How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Delightful. Oh, that's that's just swell, you know? It's pretty good. It's uh, pretty Gucci. Hmm. I should learn more slang, because <laughs> I feel like I, I range between good, uh-huh. awesome, okay. Or I just have a long pause and like, yep. <laughs> you just got to go back to like the uh, the the early two thousands where people said things like rad and cool. Maybe not rad. What would what would be sick? Sick was a was sick. One. I could see. Yeah, bazinga would have been later two thousands. Right, that was much later. But that doesn't really have much meaning. No. So. <laughs> Tubular. Yeah. Hmm. Possibly. That's so wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so raven. We're going further back in time. Yeah. <laughs> No, the real Raven. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Um, it's a good meme. Yeah. Another good meme. Uh, things from the past, like Flash games, which is... We well, got to work on our segments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of more of like a 90-degree angle immediately into the topic. You're just like, oh, this is a nice, pleasant drive, and then just <laughs> right into a tree. I've fallen off my cycle. <laughs> Ah, my knee. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, flash games. We um picked that to be today's topic. We're running out of ideas. Please write in. <laughs> I feel like micro. Um but yeah, this was entirely my experience before anything else. You just had like, hey, <laughs> I'm at the library and there's fuck all else to do. Yeah. But I've access to the internet. And a couple of unblocked sites. <laughs> so you find these little doodads, these little flash games, which are very simple in nature, but took up a surprising amount of my formative years. Yeah. It's kind of an, an interesting premise that's sort of like they still exist. People still make flash games, right? But I feel like they're nowhere near as popular now or at least um, as prevalent as they were back then. But there was this whole like we've talked about all these different types of ways that people like produce games like do they make them as a service is it like a single release and they try to sell it is it shareware that your friends this, to buy this it? was not a financially sustainable idea yeah you're just this was i think just people's passion projects yeah people are like oh we can put stuff on the internet and then videos and games and ter- terrible songs came out yeah but some of them were like really fucking dope it's like uh you think about stream or steam green light and how they like pump out like all of these games and they were pretty much all trash except some of them were kind of good and then you can apply that directly to flash games they pumped out so many games and most of them were complete trash and some of them were good um but the ones that were good were especially impressive because like you said no financial you know motivation whatsoever really um it was just a uh, tom fulp and some random strangers kind of <laughs> He made money, though. Yes. For different <laughs> reasons, though. Yeah. Prostitution. That's really <laughs> what we're here to expose. <laughs> Say what you want, but uh, Tom's a good lay. Worth the price. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, so we, in doing our, our research for this a little bit, I know we were, that one night, we were floating ideas about, like, what Flash games you played and, like, what Flash games I played. Every and fucking one I mentioned, like, oh, you remember this? You're yeah, like, I have no idea. I didn't play that one. I was like, how did you not play these? Yeah. We at least agreed on Line Rider. Line Rider, yeah. Which is uh, one of the classics. I feel like probably statistically there's a chance that one of our listeners may have played this one as compared to everything else we will soon cover. 
that was a, a perfect dicking around at the library type game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, we had 40 minute, or I guess 42 minute periods, mm-hmm. the perfect number in high school. Right. And you had four minutes to like walk to the next class, which sucked if you were across. People know how high school worked. Why am I explaining that? Right. Yeah. Um, the American but it was <laughs> it wasn't uncommon for us to spend the whole period designing like a, a dumb like he's gonna go down the slope and he's gonna keep going down for a good ten minutes and then it's gonna slowly curve <laughs> and you draw like these gradient lines very slowly and then he's gonna have this awesome jump yeah and then he's gonna catch something up, and then you make this increasingly elaborate thing yeah that goes away um, because you don't have that computer anymore you don't have access to that browser. You could export them though, right? Like, couldn't you export a? Um, I don't think we were that smart, Jake. It was like a we... code. <laughs> I, I remember being able to like export the code so other people could import the uh, the level. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know other people as a kid, so I just played the levels I made. But <laughs> but it was like it was a cool collaborative feature that kind of um, you would see more in like arcade games or other like full games, but it was more rare to see that kind of like multiplayer sort of interaction, pseudo multiplayer interaction in a flash game, which yeah. is just like, hmm, here you go. Uh, I feel like that game was probably also a precursor to uh, what is it like trials fusion and things like that, where you're two dimensional on a bike. Um, I would say in a somewhat unrelated way, mm-hmm. but definitely because a lot of things, the technology wasn't necessarily there yet. Yeah. So they're like, 2D things, a uh, platformer. Um, I'll design my own platforms, line rider. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the person has to go from left to right, but instead of jumping like in Mario or Mega Man, they have to precariously work with this uh, shitty physics engine I made, <laughs> which has like two or three rules at best. Yeah. And you just got to wing it. It's got go and gravity. <laughs> um, I was uh, increasingly terrible at those. Mm-hmm. Like I was never good at like the early, was it still trials back then? Yeah, I don't I don't know when it officially got the name. To be honest, I haven't played a lot of those games, but it reminded me of it. I was fine with Excite Bike, yeah. where you just go straight. <laughs> but as soon as like you're trying to ramp up stuff at certain angles, it was precarious for me. That sounds like the least Excite Bike. If it's just go straight. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, that was uh, Line Rider. Um, another one that uh, I introduced Dave here was uh, pretty pretty brief, but I thought it was hilarious, uh, called You Have to Burn the Rope Off of Newgrounds. That's not the full title. It's not that you have to <laughs> burn the rope off of Newgrounds. Comma, on Newgrounds. <laughs> on Newgrounds, yes. Um, and that was just a, a two-dimensional uh, platformer, I guess. You, you go down a hallway, uh, you're forced to pick up a torch, um, you burn the rope, uh-huh, which uh-huh. drops a chandelier on a, an enemy. The, the Grinning Colossus, yeah. And then the game is done. Yep. And then there's outro credits and music. <laughs> and this one is actually, it's, it's kind of funny, because your game actually had content. Mine had no game, <laughs> essentially. Yes. It was very, very brief, but I remember uh, playing it back in playing it in quotes back in the day and i was like huh you know this is uh well reviewed you know a lot of good reviews and then like two minutes in i beat the game and uh like lost my mind when the intro music came in it's like um 
usually flash games have really crappy production value by like their nature of being flash games mm-hmm. um and the outro music was a complete subversion of that for me which i i quite appreciated also it didn't waste my time like say what you will about like a lot of games um and i play a lot of open world games that waste my time like to some extent or another uh, this game did not waste my time it was two minutes and it cost nothing it was infinite value <laughs> yeah uh it's worth a checkout i guess it'll mm-hmm. take you a minute yeah maybe two it, you, it, once you figure out how to like re-enable flash that's most of the time that goes into this one usually your browser will be like hey do you want to do this thing and you're like yeah and it'll it'll be fine yeah it is funny also that like we both kind of come from tech backgrounds to some extent or another and we're advocating people go out and play flash games which has probably never been as much of a security concern as it is right now yeah <laughs> um i would like to preface by saying do not go to albinoblacksheep.com <laughs> nothing is good there <laughs> they're all out of black sheep <laughs> yeah it's just that was one of my early sites before i mean obviously newgrounds was always a big thing yeah but back in the days of Zanga, Albino Black Sheep was still cruising and banging. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these sites would like rip content from each other. Yes. Yeah. But I would find like the occasional Homestar Runner video there <laughs> or just these like dumb, simple ass games. Yeah. I remember Albino Black Sheep in particular for um, like we, we don't have like flash videos here, but I remember a lot of flash videos from Albino Black Sheep. Um, Newgrounds had videos as well, but uh, what was the, uh, there's like the llama song or something like that. Uh, I don't know if I remember the llama. Yeah. I'm thinking of like Uh the, This is the Earth. Mm-hmm. Round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think what else. Yeah, I'm making the, the classical bun- blunder of trying to originally think of something I experienced back when I was a young teen in the middle of a live podcast recording without resulting like actually consulting <laughs> notes. What was that thing? I don't know. Let's wait 10 minutes while I think of it. Yeah. You know, it's surprisingly hard. Um, llama llama duck is basically what I remember. Oh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. That song. You guys know what we're talking about. Obviously. Um, this is just us talking to each other and occasionally people eavesdrop is basically how this works uh, another one that i had here was um and i i really subjected dave to this but he he you remembered this as well if i remember correctly but defend your castle um actual where, classic yeah like I, I spent a lot of time on this as a kid um and then i tried to spend time on it as an adult no and man this game is stupid (laughs) so for people who have not googled it yet it was an old like a stick man flash thing when like stick people were the height of like all flash videos and games yes Uh uh-huh uh you have this castle and stick men would come from the left side over to the right side and start beating on your shit Mm -hmm. and your only means of defense is to grab them click on them with the mouse and like throw them up in the air and hope that gravity uh, gives you the coup de gras yeah and eventually ha- you can like upgrade your castle and have like turrets and stuff to help you out but that early shit's a fucking grind fest and it 
it hurts. Yes. It actually hurts your wrist. And they have like a link like, hey, does your wrist hurt? Yeah. It's probably like, hey, it used to buy these uh, arches early for a micro. <laughs> well, what, what it was is I actually remember this because the link's broken now because it doesn't like complete anymore. Like it doesn't, the redirect doesn't work from yeah. the Flash game. So it doesn't do anything. But I remember back when I played the game as a kid, if you click that link, it like took you to a website to buy like a wrist support or <laughs> something like that. It was the stupidest nonsense. Um, and the, the real frustrating thing is, is you can't just pick up the guys and then drop them immediately. You have to fling them. Like they have to go high enough so that they'll yeah. fall and die for you to get currency. And, um, I don't know like what I screwed up with on my more recent playthrough, but like I just got overwhelmed by enemies. I don't, I didn't get to the point where I could use the late game upgrades and buildings. Um, and, uh, sucks to suck. I just like lost. I'm like, wow, I injured my wrist and I lost the game. So like, what's the point? Um, that one did not hold up as well, but still like some interesting premise. And I think that's that's kind that's of the whole point of the Flash game. It's like we yeah. have this one simple idea that we can theoretically do in Flash and they just put it up there and see what sticks. Yeah. Like yeah. Alien Hominid fucking took off mm-hmm. and that was just a fairly simple uh, platformer side-scrolling shooter. But people are like, oh, it's actually good. Like some effort was put into this, and that became its own standalone game, right? Which is crazy. I think um, I think that's really where Flash games. I didn't have this kind of analytical outlook on it as a kid, but I think like that's really what their contribution was to the gaming scene. Is you can think about like all these different types of games and genres and how they impact um, the games industry. Flash games were just a flash in the pan, so to speak, of of inspiration or like disposable gameplay so it was either it had a core feature or mechanic that really made people come back and play it and kind of like get addicted to it um or something really engaging or maybe like an irrational amount of plot and effort into like a game that someone was making no money off of um or it was just trash and people like forgot it immediately um and whether it succeeded or failed it happened really really fast with flash games because there's no barrier to entry. You don't have to, like... You do technically download it, but they're all, like, tiny. You know, a couple yeah. megabytes. It's super tiny. But you just hop on a site, you're like, what things are new? Yeah. And then you try these things, and then you tell your friends. Because that's how you communicate information. You'd be on the phone or... <laughs> MSN AIM. or AIM, yeah. And you ICQ. say, like, hey, have you checked out this thing? And then, like, you, you play it in, like, your downtime in high school... Or sometimes you'd be over to a friend's house, you're like, we should play the impossible quiz. Yeah. And then you see how far you can get as a team. Yeah. Which I played immediately prior to this recording, actually. Really? I got to, like, question 26 or 27, 28, something like that. It's uh, uh, it's really dumb looking back. It's really dumb. Some of the things I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. And other things I'm like, you're just being, like, yeah, that's the worst possible option. It, it technically guess fits. Guess one. Yeah. 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 It has some like unique ideas and it's kind of indicative of maybe not unique ideas. It has things indicative of flash games as a whole. Um, I remember one of the, one of the questions was like, Hey, just move your mouse over here. Yeah. And then it's like, now don't touch any of the blue space and you have to get to the other side of like the flash window. Um, so the solution spoilers, I guess for the impossible quiz (laughs) is uh, you move the mouse outside of the flash window and then come back in on the opposite side so it doesn't yep. detect your mouse. 
And I remember using that as a cheat in like so many games. Oh, you kid. mean like spank the monkey? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, it's going to realize the mouse is over here. Which is a flash gonna... game, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it counts. Um, oh, you're clarifying it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, it would be like, well, their, their mouse was here, but their mouse is here now. Yes. And it took them this much time. Oh, uh, the mouse went this fast. Yeah. And you just have these insane game-breaking things. Yeah. Because it's just like, checks out, math checks out. Or like some games would like pause if you had like right-clicked them or did something else like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of ways you can manipulate the state of it. And eventually people like started putting in like cheater protection. So they would, you know, uh, like kick you back to the start of the level if you clicked outside the window yeah. or something. Um, but it was all kind of in that ecosystem which was was really cool um and the quiz itself was like uh, back to the impossible quiz it's like so many of the questions are just really really stupid but then there's a couple like witty logic puzzles or riddles and things like that um which i'm a fan of like i i enjoyed that but uh too much repetition for me to play it like at the elderly age of 28 yeah and it didn't necessarily have the best music and sound effects to engage me yeah as much as perturbed me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a budget budget version of a budget version of like jackbox or something like that jackbox is so good and witty though like they, <laughs> which is why there's three yeah. removed budget versions they, they know their that. their audience they have a good sense of humor it's very casual and playful at the same time yeah. um i remember playing a fuck ton of launcher games yeah where you just have something that you kick off or explode Angry or birds. hit with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. I, um, but usually the goal was like you wanted to get X amount of distance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just had to hope for like RNG of like hitting something else to propel you forward. Right. Or buying upgrades. Like, oh, I went this far. I got this much currency. I can now get a little bit of a jetpack boost. Yeah progressions like a, a recurring theme in a lot of these games something to keep you since so many flash games use levels because uh, they're kind of based off that old arcade sort of structure mm -hmm. they required some variance in the gameplay between levels to like help you deal with the increasing difficulty um and uh, other mechanics are being added so like uh, you have for for I, I think this is what you mean by launcher games balloons is up here Bloons was not a, a launcher. What did you mean by launcher, I guess, then? So, like, an old, old class, it was Warthog Launcher. Okay. Where you kind of choose the angle and the power at which you launch the Warthog, and it would go off to one side of the screen. Uh-huh. Um, and when it would land, you'd hope it would land on a landmine so that I continue to propel it forward. Is this the, the Halo Warthog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just talking about the animal. <laughs> it's like... that thing that's not exactly a pig <laughs> that I decided to name in our podcast. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Another one was um, the Bloody Pingu Launcher, hmm. where you were the Abominable Snowman. You had a club with spikes, and then the iconic character of Pingu would drop from above you, mm -hmm. and then you would hit it, therefore um decapitating it and the head would kind of launch off right mm -hmm. and like spewing this very 
flashy over-the-top comic blood yeah everywhere and again you're going for distance in high score yeah and that was essentially it but it would still eat up my time because i'm like i can fucking beat that right yeah anything like i've grown more disillusioned with it as time goes on but anything with a score system or something you can improve upon like that got you a lot of replay value in flash games well i mean that was the you played against yourself metric that was this standard it's like Mm -hmm. what was your score on guitar hero or how far what'd you do in this right because like you weren't there you just had to relay the story and you only had like a number to kind of be like who's this yeah yeah i can send you a print screen if you want (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a camera picture taken with your kodak (laughs) whatever (laughs) super blurry um there is a there's another one you put on here uh which i played uh pretty recently and i think it's it's indicative of the the genre that kind of developed i don't know if it developed before or after this but flash element td the amount of fucking precursor work you had to that sentence was oof yeah well i gotta i have to place this in history (laughs) so if you look back this game people are like what game is he talking about (laughs) but yeah flash element td was one of the earliest if not the first Again, I don't ever research, mm-hmm. but uh, tower defense games. Yeah, where it was off of uh, Warcraft Three, playing as humans, mm-hmm. and you would drop like an arrow tower, and then it would spawn things in a lane, and you had to kill them before they ran through. And if they yeah. ran through, you lost lives. But that was like a really simple thing. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Justin. If you're actually ever listening to this, I believe our friend Justin, mm-hmm. not work Justin, right. Uh, actually wrote like a little script to optimize a placement and we like um so you remember like the robot class in java yeah yeah mm-hmm. where you Automation. can emulate um keyboard and mouse movement yep mm-hmm. um he would essentially do things on a timer if you're like oh um now put this here after this much time gotcha. to try and like optimize and see how far he could huh. that's heck of nerdy yeah. <laughs> he's a heck of nerdy dude that's true um but that's just something I've always enjoyed is a good tower defense game. And that, again, has had a million fucking variations, mm-hmm. some of which are amazing. Yeah. And other ones which are kind of just, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it, like, and I think it came out in, like, 2003. Yeah. Or at least it was on that site in 2003. And, um, like, that's crazy. That's, like, very long. That's 16 years ago as of this recording. And the tower defense genre has... Um, like exploded obviously there's been so many games in the tower defense space um some would argue too many games in the tower defense space but there's been a lot of like takes on it too you know we played things like dungeon defenders played like Sanctum, oh, I was gonna say, all yeah. of that i really enjoy those variations more mm-hmm. what was the other one not dungeon defenders but uh destroy all orcs no destroy oh uh all orcs must die i think or my, or my orcs thinking? must die orcs yeah. must die yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm mean, confusing this with like destroy all aliens and yes. humans <laughs> must die yeah but you still have like the i'm placing these fixed structures but it also allows you to like run around and like yeah. do some other stuff you have like the hero unit yes yeah mm-hmm. but that just is like a simple idea is it's such a dumb simple idea yeah mm-hmm. but it's a really good idea yeah and it has such good replay value throw some multiplayer in there you like let people like get loot things like that they're like there's all these other mechanics that got pushed into that genre 
but it really enriches it and it makes it a pretty fun time. Um, not quite the progenitor though. I mean, if you go back and look in like history, of, like World War One, mm-hmm. I feel like trench warfare really. Right, that was kind of like the hey, we're gonna make them take this path, uh-huh. and we will shoot them, and depending on how much health they have. Yeah, but if they get to our base, we're gonna lose some health. So I think that's, I think that's not how trenches worked in World War One. I. I don't think you funneled no. enemies into your trenches in order to shoot them from outside the trenches. I thought you encouraged them like, <laughs> over here, boys. <laughs> no, no, that's. That's a, that's a modern thing. That's what we do now. <laughs> I need to watch more documentaries is yeah. what, I'm, what I'm learning. Yeah, I don't really get the History Channel anymore. Anyways. <laughs> like, do I comment? <laughs> no, I just do I let it go? Let that one fall off. But you did mention balloons. Yeah, balloons. And this, I played it very briefly. Okay, um, so this is another one that you haven't really... You didn't grow up on. No, but I mean, like, there's there's a lot of games that I feel fall under the the umbrella of shoot projectile break things yeah yeah so i think earlier earlier might have been something like breakout but that's kind of more of like a pong yeah mm-hmm. um but you're a fixed monkey <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you throw out darts to pop balloons yeah and some balloons have more durability or might have unique interactions like if you destroy this bomb balloon mm-hmm. it will take out other balloons near it and it's again just like clear the thing you have a set number of darts right maybe you can get power-ups whatever and that was good on its own mm-hmm. and then they eventually made balloons tower defense <laughs> the joint the joining of two great houses <laughs> the balloons uh, house and the tower defense house yes <laughs> but it was like super fucking good because uh it was still like you're popping balloons you had that cathartic effect to it yeah and you had these monkeys who were throwing darts but you could upgrade the monkeys i like the pause before darts throwing there's no to subvert well usually <laughs> usually monkeys throw. throwing shit <laughs> uh, but the thing i really loved about it is it was fun for me to play i had the opportunity to play with my dad or like we would enjoy watching each other play like oh like you're doing this level oh cool let me see what your strategy is mm-hmm. because you had the variety of options for like oh well i can do this tower and just like spam one type of tower yeah mm-hmm. uh, usually for me it became lightsaber monkeys which were one of the later upgrades for the boomerang monkeys uh-huh which it would throw out the, their projectile but it would come back okay yeah instead of kind of just like shooting something out mm-hmm. or doing something that would kind of go in a line or something that would explode for armored units you know how this goes right but balloons was fun yeah i liked balloons i didn't ch- i didn't check out tower defense i'm just liking the descriptions and mental pictures i'm getting from lightsaber monkeys and like uh boomerang monkeys and all of this all of this at once um there really was a ridiculous amount of games like created in flash space um like we're covering a lot of different genres i'm I'm realizing as we go through this and it's it's absolutely absurd that it continues through like as as recently as it has like the next thing on our list is um robot unicorn attack which is by far the newest game on this list like i don't even know when that came out it was probably still a decade ago but um definitely like uh adult swim made this right yes yeah i remember seeing a trailer the one time i was allowed to stay up till like 11 30 right am um, i an adult <laughs> Can I and swim? i was like ah yes ponies but it was like 
a cool thing. It has music from um, not Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. The other one. Yeah, I have no open idea what the band your is. And see, your eyes are open. But like, it had like chill music. It had a double jump and a dash. Mm-hmm. And it was like this fairly simple game that you could like have on mobile these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just took off like a fucking pony storm, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was a pony storm. Yes. Uh, no, it's it's really basic. Um, I think that's that's more evidence to this kind of core fundamental like make get one mechanic and make it good format for a lot of these flash games um like there was a what was another one there was one i was looking at uh it was like uh, stick rpg which was like go around make money during the day and mm-hmm. like spend your money develop stats things like that kind of like a dating rpg but with none of the dating oh <laughs> yeah um which i guess just makes be the art. best stick figure you can be <laughs> yeah exactly it's a personal development thing um but people that's that's kind of the opposite side of this like single mechanic just make it work and then accelerate because that's if i remember correctly it's been a while since i played a robot unicorn attack but the game just got faster like you kept going faster and faster and yeah faster. that was kind of the difficulty curve it's like how them reflexes <laughs> yeah exactly but with a lot of these flash games you had very limited screen space mm-hmm. i can't recall one that was like oh Here's the full fucking browser window. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to give you a 400 by 600. Good luck. Yeah. Which led to the infamous problem in my in my case of like, uh, it would be a game that requires a lot of clicks and then misclick. Like, um, Defend Your Castle was notorious for that for me because I'm like flicking my mouse up to the top of the screen and then invariably I hit the back button. I lose everything. <laughs> You're just like, ah. Well, I hope sometime in the future this isn't how games are played. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once uh, once games developed like having some type of statefulness, mm-hmm. that increasingly fucking helped. Yeah. But so many of these were, you would just go on any random computer, go to the site, download this like one one and a half meg file, and you play this simple ass game. Yeah. So you could just do it from anywhere. It's kind of like, um, it used to be that, that video games were made really tiny. Like, you'd have floppy disks, you know, and there's only so much you could have floppy disks or whatever. So people had this kind of efficiency mindset, um, and games stayed small for, like, a really long time. Contrast that to um, modern games, where it's like, hey, I want to download that Titanfall, and it's 50 gigabytes or something like that. You're like, well, that's... That's unfortunate for my old drive. I guess it's time to buy a new one. Flash games kind of carried that forward for a long time because by necessity, they were just super, super tiny. I remember um, there's a few games I used to play where it's like uh, it would load a splash screen. Like it wouldn't have a loading bar, but it loaded a splash screen saying like the game is not frozen. It's just 25 megabytes. So give it like 15 minutes to prepare you know <laughs> uh it's it's absolutely crazy the things you just have to like open up a separate tab you'd be like i'll come back to this yeah i had i have something that's on my list uh later uh from lego mindstorms and it was like um six mi- six minute or six meg download so uh on on the average internet speed give this 20 minutes or whatever to that's to prepare <laughs> like plan and wait for something when we have so many things instantaneously or 
granted, my internet connection has gone down since I moved. Yeah. Because I'm no longer doing gigabit. Mm-hmm. But I can get, like, any game in 20, 30 minutes tops. Yeah, it, like, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, like, before things that would completely wipe out my hard drive, I'm just like, oh, well, I'll buy that on a whim and then install it and watch a YouTube video. Like, taking bandwidth and then come back and the game's done. Like, that's not what the internet was like back then. Do you remember when you had to pause the YouTube video? You're like, we're going to wait till the red bar gets at least this oh far. Oh, my gosh, buffering. And then I'll resume it. Yeah. And I'll assume that with an enough buffer space, it should be able to complete the video without pausing again. Right. I, I think that's like that's that's the the traditional joke thing, right? It's be like, hey, you know, like I was watching some stuff online. There was like some inappropriate content, whatever. And it's I want to try this new move. They call it buffering. <laughs> 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 it's uh, yeah, jokes like that just don't exist. You, know, you really come anymore. home from college, your parents are always like, "You're slowing down the internet." <laughs> yeah, because I have ten po- ten porn tabs open, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's uh. Completely inaccurate, Dave. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Flash games. Next one, Quop. So, all right, we'll talk about Quop. <laughs> we'll come back to you to your thing that I got off. Um, well, the next one list is Spank the Monkey, so it'll become full circle. Don't right. Worry. Yeah. No, we're we're getting there. <laughs> we're all getting there. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that nobody listens to this. Me so too. They can't assassinate my character. Um, Quop though, that was a a racing game. Was it? <laughs> I feel like it was just you. You were the one guy. But you just have like janky ass mechanics. So like, hey, uh, your movement's bound to this shit. Yeah. Um, it's like individual joints. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like instead of just press W to move forward, it's like. All right, first this button makes you kick your foot out, and then this button makes you put your foot down, and then you know, uh, it, it led to some absolutely ridiculous shenanigans and honestly just hilarious situations. But like after you crab walk for ten minutes, you have like a a hurdle. You're like, oh shit! And a lot of people did not get past it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember if I got past it. Yeah, I feel like I had trouble with the the first gatekeeper. This could actually be... I might have been incorrect. This could be the most well-known game on this list. Um, not entirely sure. I would sure. say everyone would at least know what Quop is. Yeah. I think this was this one like made its rounds like in middle schools and high schools and things like that. People are like... Oh, Everyone's yeah. like, hey, have you seen this dumbass game? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta try it. And everybody did, as far as I recall. Yeah. Um but, I mean, nothing like a good old session of Quop to make you want to play Spank the Monkey, which was uh, aforementioned a game used for um, cheating by right-clicking with your mouse to accelerate it. But the premise was to, to, to continue the tradition of getting as far into the description before I tell you what the game is. Uh, Spank the Monkey, you uh, pick up a, was it like a, a paddle or like a foam finger, like foam hand or it's something like, like that? It's kind of like a foam hand. Yeah. And uh, there's like a balloon monkey, and the goal was to like flick the mouse as quickly as possible to uh, hit the balloon monkey with as much force as yeah, you could. Yeah, it tells you how many miles per hour you hit the monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you're driving and you're like, oh, there's like a a little a little speed checker mm-hmm. on my street. So you accelerate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone tries to just you, like you ramp it. break it. Um, <laughs> 
so usually you get around like 30 to 40 mm-hmm. if you know you had a wrist yeah this is pretty important for a lot of these games but actually again if like you'd right click on the rightmost side of the screen mm-hmm. take your mouse all the way to the left side of the screen and then have your mouse fucking dbz teleport choo, it would just hit for like 600 mph yes and and then this cool music would play you're like yeah it I was feel. it was a clip from queen's another one bites the dust and the sound boom, clip boom, 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 said good boom, job boom, as you boom, as you did boom, that boom, 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 boom. it was it was great like I, I didn't play that in preparation of this i just have like serotonin in my brain Seriously, from like, su- succeeding at this and again just hearing queen that is like the one let's say like gameplay loop wise that's yeah. definitely shorter than don't or you have to burn the rope yes yeah but I played that <laughs> Don't Starve. a lot. <laughs> Don't Starve is just life advice. And so far, I've never needed to give that to myself. Yeah. I'm well on the other side of the Don't Starve spectrum. Can we do a cheers to that <laughs> with your can? Wow, that's not going to even pick up. Wow. Uh, yeah, a can on bottle does not make the best sound effect. <laughs> yeah. It's just like open bracket, insert, like, toast sound effect here, close bracket. <laughs> Can we put two pieces of toast together? How would that sound? <laughs> I don't think it would sound like much of anything. Like a slight scratching, maybe. We'll get like ASMR listeners. <laughs> ASMR trigger pushing two pieces of toast together. <laughs> so anyways. Watch me make a sandwich without any spread. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, sometimes I'm glad that we don't actually have listeners because we say some weird stuff. I know. Yeah. Somebody's going to like... Qu- like check it out later and like quote me down the line i'll be yeah. like who the fuck said that and i'll be like <laughs> yeah, two you <laughs> i'll be like oh shit oh my gosh oh man there is a uh... so go ahead so i was gonna say um so on that previous note mm-hmm. obviously newgrounds is like a big site for a lot of internet content just got like shit out yeah that ranged from like music, your flash videos, and these games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because Newgrounds accepted pretty much all content, there was a metric fuck ton of things that were inappropriate. Yes. Whether they be over the top racist mm-hmm. and not okay, or like over the top sexual and, and not okay. And not okay, yeah. <laughs> but I had more of an interest in, at that <laughs> right. at that age. Right. Um <laughs> But like they were like really dumb things yeah there's a lot of really really like diverse and stupid content on newgrounds and some of like their their characters um were very popular like within the site i remember like some fighting games uh came out you'd have like two-dimensional fighting games mm-hmm. and like or you'd have animations that have people like solid fingers and them and oh other God, like solid fingers. just just completely weird things where i never so i wasn't like huge into newgrounds when i was a kid i'd play like some games there but I would play on other games like or other sites like Congregate. Congregate was a big one for me. Yeah, uh, Armor Games. Um, Addic- because they just had games. <laughs> yeah, uh, Addicting Games was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Newgrounds was kind of the out of all of those. Uh, Newgrounds was the one where it was like an enclosed community, right? Like it was a. I don't know if I'd call it a budget 4chan, but it had its own community where people would have accounts. They would like make reviews. Um, people would kind of develop a portfolio of games and graphics and yeah, audio like, oh, and stuff. Oh, you can check out so-and-so's account, but like, here are the Flash videos they've made. Yeah. Um, just saying, Donkey made some 
a really shitty content there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I didn't what know that until like... <laughs> Is he? Uh, I feel like he's still got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah. Someday, Donkey will make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably most notably for me would have been like Eagle Raptor. Oh, yeah. Mm. Who had all of his uh, Metal Gear Awesome things. And like, yeah. That for me is when like quotable memes started. Mm-hmm. Because we. Oh, my God. Like the Ninja Gaiden one, it's like, God can't help you now. <laughs> and all these like dumb things. Yeah. And sometimes these flash videos would become gamified yeah. in a way. And some of them did like a really good job. I don't have examples because mm-hmm. uh, my memory is poor. That's fine. But that's a hallmark of our generation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly being distracted. I'm just like, okay, there's some flash games here. And I'm just like, I'm just going to stop recording the podcast and play some things. <laughs> so, what would you say was like, stood out for you the most without looking no don't even touch the mouse i was gonna just scroll up unrelated because i was gonna cue this up later but uh what stood out to me the most like if i say flash games what's the first thing that jumps to your mind well what's funny is like it's on the list because it's kind of like what i prepared but i spent like a stupid amount of time um on lego games because they had their own like we've talked about addicting games armor games all of that what lego did is they would reach out to third-party developers um, like uh, there was a studio named Templar that went out and like now makes mobile games. I looked them up. <laughs> I did the research because I'm a internet reporter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, but what they what they did is they would make supporting products um, for or they would make games to support their products. So like they had like Brick World, which is this 3D like run around kind of adventure game, kind of um, really toned down Super Mario 64 style thing. Um, or they would make uh, some like uh, adventure games or puzzle games, tactics games. They had all of that. Um, and they were usually, I don't know about usually, some of them were surprisingly high quality uh, because Lego was willing to like drop some actual money on having these made. I mean, that's Lego kind of does that. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, um, we have blank faced people. <laughs> yeah with like a certain aesthetic and then they just apply it to everything yeah. like a racing lego star Wars. they just take other ips they're like <laughs> but what if we had a lego version yeah and uh one of the ones... shades of grades is like please please stop <laughs> <laughs> Lego <laughs> it's for kids <laughs> oh no uh the one the the two that really stood out for me though was um uh legos by Bi- lego bionicle uh, they hate when people say Legos. By the way, they're like, "That's not a word. that's not a word." Um, so I want to not be assassinated. So Lego Bionicle, um, which exploded briefly, I guess, when I was a kid. They're still doing it, but so wait, this is a flash game. There was <laughs> so in doing research for the podcast, I found a I uh, bought all these Bionicle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I went Toa. <laughs> really? I went Golly. <laughs> See, you know the names, though. Yeah. Shh, shh, don't tell people I know this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because I, I remember, like, when Bionicle first came out, they are like, kind of cool toys. It was also non-standard Lego, because they were kind of designed more like Connects to a certain extent. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> this is the Lego episode, right? Okay. Uh, but anyways, um, they had this fantasy, like, universe set up they had like a show they had all of this and it was 
like built off of fantasy and that lended itself well to flash games in the adventure space and that's what they did i found this site that um had a listing of all of these old games that it pulled from lego and there's like 10 plus like literally just lego bionicle games wow um and some of them are like in depth with mini games like adventure games you're like exploring the island and figuring out puzzles and like discovering secrets and things like that it's like it's really cool how in-depth uh they went um and they were basically flash games well i say basically because some of them were java games (laughs) i I know what you mean like certain things were like very like browser like kind of point and click yeah mine you're like hey i'm gonna feed crunch berries to this thing and because people are like oh I can use this as marketing. Yeah. Therefore, uh, let's just have something in the space that exists. Yeah, and it was it was it was honestly really cool. They supported it um, to an extent that surpassed what a lot of other kind of independent people were doing at the time. Um, and then they they pushed their other IPs as well, like um, uh, Storm Runner was another Lego series no one knows about. Uh, uh, it's not Mind games it was mind something mindstorm mindstormers barnstormers huge shrug yeah huge shrug i think it was mindstorms uh lego mindstorms was another like kind of sci-fi that was their um you remember the old lego uh like rovers where it's like hey we put a camera on this one and that lasted for like a release before they're like let's not put a camera on a portable lego rover f- that kids can use <laughs> <You know? laughs> um like they made Again, games about what that are stuff. we talking about <laughs> these are all flash games though like they they made tactics games around that nonsense i do not remember these many games because like i said I, yeah. but you didn't visit lego you weren't you weren't that's true it. yeah you were too busy at, playing at with most, i was doing like some backyard football type things yeah but again, those were just like simple games. But a lot of my experience was just with random ass shit yeah. in the flash space on the internet because you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But you maybe you'd burn out for a little bit and you just look for something. You're like, what is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you'd find these different genres of games, whether it be like, I need to shoot bubbles to connect them together to break a thing or someone did a really try hard RPG or someone who's like, what if I animated boobs and put in a sound effect? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you lost me. Um, yeah, and they, they split off from like those basic game premises into like things that um, kind of were developed more in the future. Um, we talked about, it's not on the list, but we talked about Cookie Clicker, which while not a Flash game, is still a browser game. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of incremental games like A Dark Room, which I didn't have you play in preparation for this, so I won't go like in depth. But it is an incremental game, and it's really immersive and pulls you in. Um, Did you play any of the games where it's like Escape the Room? I was actually thinking about this. I, rem- I remember this. Uh, there was there. Were, I I played a couple. One of was actually one of them was actually a room, and another that I played I can't remember the name of it at all, but I remember it was a cube, and there was like puzzles intrinsic to the cube and you had to like not mm-hmm. it wasn't a rubik's cube and that's what people are thinking right um but you'd have to rotate the cube and like solve puzzles that progressed around the cube until you could finally 
uh, crack it and, and get open. But it had the similar a similar flow to um, Escape the Room. What's crazy is I enjoyed. I mean, I've always enjoyed puzzle aspects. I like the problem solving mm-hmm. and like using my brain. To like, well, here's the obstacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what tools do I have to solve this? Right. Hashtag my job kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not the same. I, I um, was I was waiting for the like, and I used my brain to like destroy liberals <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, it was just really cool to be like, I'm limited by these things, and like I have to do some sleuthing mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what I needed to do. Yeah, and then many many years later, to actually do escape rooms. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel like I've done. Feel I can actually count. I've probably done four, mm-hmm. three or four, but it's really cool to like see that literally come to life when yeah. I was like 13, I was just clicking on my browser. Right. It's like, there might be a key in this drawer. I'm going to click the drawer to see if the drawer opens. <laughs> the the, the uh, advancements made in virtual reality are absolutely crazy. We've actually entered actual reality at this point. I'm just going to keep pinching myself. <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> That's reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this right here, this is reality. Um, and I think that's, I mean, we, we, we mentioned it, but keep coming back to it. Like, we have so much to thank Flash Games for all of these genres, inspirations for activities that probably broke through into the real world. Uh, it was a hyper-experimental development space where you could throw out a new idea, and who cares if it fails? You'll have a new one next week. It's like... Um, the production value was traditionally really low. There were exceptions, obviously. Um, but because the production value was so low, people could on- could just basically focus on the mechanics. Like, uh, you were mentioning the puzzle games, and, mm-hmm. like, I, you can take some of what we um, kind of encompass there, and you can extrapolate out of that and just keep building on it until you have the Talos principle. Like, logic puzzles, things like that like pattern matching all of this obviously the the talos principle is like a great game and it has a lot of mechanics built on top of that um but it comes from that like analytical seed that uh you can find in a very you know in a free flash game yeah and this is back in the days before we had standards for graphics plot and other things Mm -hmm. we just had the internet we're like oh shit what's that yeah and then anything that somebody put up we'd be like we like this we don't like this and it slowly kind of shaped and got redirected into people like oh i need to do something a bit more of this people like this type of uh, tight control mechanics on platformers or people like certain gradients of turning mm-hmm. in like galaga type clones yeah like all these little things kind of like fed together into more stuff I feel like if you wanted some inspiration for game mechanics you could build upon, just like go back, play some flash games and like get some inspiration for what was built out there. In the 11th hour of this podcast, <laughs> I oh, remember no. two sites that I completely forgot about cartoon network, which had a crazy amount of awesome flash games. I'll only mention like one of them, but the teen Titans original teen mm-hmm. Titans fighting game. They had a 2d fighter. This sounds... Yeah. To be fair, it could be my my nose bleeding. I could be just my brain making memories. Yeah. Because I did play a lot of 
or watch a lot of Teen Titans back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was it was the heroes versus the villains, and you could play as either. And did you was, have meter? I think you did. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I played this. Yeah, because I definitely did like a cyborg uh, laser beam out of his arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a freaking great game. Uh, and then the other website was Nickelodeon, which I uh, they had. I don't think they had some good games. They had a lot of games. Everybody was making games back then for some reason. Uh, but I remember they literally had this trading card setup where you could like cash in cards and like get cards from games or trade cards with other people like on a market like a decade ago what like before all of this before path of exile before all of this and i completely forgot about it until literally right now Hmm. but it was fully in depth and like they had a living economy and all of this nonsense i remember like sitting there at the market this i just discovered like where all of my excel uh like (laughs) tendencies came from i remember sitting here like looking at the margins between trading cards and like waiting for someone to like to list something low enough that I could buy it and then resell the card. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm learning a lot about myself. See, like I personally knew that my animal abuse tendencies came from Neopets. <laughs> right. So like that question's answered for me. It was Gigapets for me. <laughs> oh, I'm <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> it was impossible not to abuse your Gigapet though. It's like, all right, good night, Gigapet. Now that you're fully fed and healthy and you wake up in the morning and it's starved to death, you're like, I guess seven hours of sleep was just too much for me. <laughs> Man, that was a stupid thing. All right, if we're doing like shotgun nostalgia, do you yeah. remember e-reader on the Game Boy? I uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, was that the was that the barcode thing, or is that something else? It was essentially like a type of barcode scanner, mm-hmm. and they had like these Pokemon e-reader cards where you could kind of scan the Pokemon and yeah. then like have that in game. So their big draw was like trying to get other things like, well, we have this e-reader. Uh, we have to put it on stuff. Yeah. So people will get the e-reader in the same way that they had uh, whatever the attachment was for N64. Mm-hmm. Where you could be like, oh, well, you can take your Game Boy Color cartridge and oh, yeah. slide that into here to play with your Pokemon on the Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium, yeah. Um, yeah, they had that converter. I remember there was a... There was this, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. But as far as barcode scanning, I remember there was this old dinosaur fighting game, and literally Digimon. It was it was no, it was not Digimon. Dinosaur fighting game, Digimon, Digital Monsters, and uh, it was barcode agnostic. So it was just scan a barcode, get a dinosaur, and then fight him. It was like PC, I think, with like an accessory or something. I can't remember exactly. This is far enough back that this I'm making things up in my mind. but I definitely remember it being a like mobile app mm-hmm. like when we were in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which might I have been a variation off of that. I feel like this was before phones. This was back in the... Uh... Before phones. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell, you can fuck off. This was way before your time. You fought with actual dinosaurs, if I recall. <laughs> we, we gave the old T-Rex the fisticuffs. <laughs> Oh, man. So I don't know if this is about Flash games anymore, but... I feel like we we lost a little bit once we got into, like, that Lego fucking ditch. I think anytime we get into, like, nostalgia, it goes it goes a little bit crazy. Eh, a little bit, but I feel like that's the nature of nostalgia. Right. You're remembering old things that you forgot about for a long time, but mm-hmm. it brings back this feeling of joy and youth. Yeah. 
And this is the payoff for our listeners for suffering through the weird lewd jokes that we come up with. <laughs> yeah. That all being said, thank you for listening for an, to another episode of Soapstone. As always, you can reach out to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast where I'm going to try to remember to put a link to some of the games that we've discussed. Uh, at least the names. I don't really want to be responsible for giving people viruses. Um, but maybe there's something on the list that you're like, crap, I remember that. And you can have the opportunity. Go back, play it. And um, also, if you have something that you remember, you're like, holy shit, I used to play this Flash game so much. And we didn't cover it, probably because we forgot. Right. Please let us know. If this, Because I would love to have that nostalgia trip. If This, this is my... Uh, serotonin no <laughs> i was gonna say if this podcast is an indicator of anything we forget everything so i just remember it's on thursdays yep that's all we need to all we need to know but it's not thursdays for anyone else that's, that's the weird thing. true yeah i might have given up too much information they're gonna <laughs> dox me now they know where i live <laughs> if people can figure out where you live based off the fact that we record thursdays i think they they deserve to find you at that point and I'll be waiting. Until Have next night, time, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one.